Welcome to this episode of SARMs Are Needed. That's right. Oh, sure. Uh huh. And I'm being licked right now. In <laughs> by a dog, by a dog on my inner on my inner thigh. Yeah, yeah. Loki, Loki really Loki's loves the fasted it. salts coming yes, out. Yes, I body. know. It is a um, it's a warm <laughs> day in Austin, disgusting. Texas. It's a warm day in Austin, Texas. It's about 100 degrees today, and I think I my sweat. Ha- sorry, my skin has uh, accrued a lot of sweat deposits, and Loki is just licking them off. Loki is a small Polynesian man who I met <laughs> down by the Walmart. <laughs> Uh, today's today's uh, today's episode, Sarms are needed. Uh-huh. Uh, that name is brought to you by, by CrossFit Zibia. Hunks. <laughs> by cro- uh, CrossFit, CrossFit Hunks, Hunks on yes. Instagram. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, I remember that yeah. now. The, uh, because of course, in order to be a CrossFit Hunk, you have to be taking Sarms. Right. Sarms are needed. So we've changed locations. That's first right. of all, we are no longer like some fucking amateur hour rinky dink podcast recording in a kitchen. We're in we a are recording bunker. In a- <laughs> We're recording in a office adjacent to that kitchen. Correct. Right Twenty thousand leagues under the sea. God we moved right. all of thirty feet. Yes, it is important to remember that the original kitchen was located at the bottom of the Mariana Trench. So this is we've moved over a little bit, but we're still there. Ooh, did you um, see the Meg there? The Meg trailer? What? No, just way oh, at the bottom of the Mariana Trench. Those I forgot. I've ar- deep, I've deep already left that improv game behind. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've left that improv. All right, let's see if we can restart that segment. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. Speaking, I need of- a suggestion from the audience. <laughs> uh, Mormon hip hop. Caitlyn Jenner. Oh man, topical. Don't get me in trouble, you guys. I'm I'm not afraid of it. I'll go right after it. Uh, uh, one more time. Sarms are needed. Yes. Speaking of sarms. Uh-huh. <laughs> Was anyone pop for SARMs this time? Or I was have it no other idea. Things? I, I think no SARMs idea. are out. SARMs are totally 2016. Someone tell me what we're talking about. So CrossFit has released the names of three people who tested positive at regionals. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. Three people. Three people. Uh-huh. One of them was on a team. Two of them were individuals. None of them were on the podium. Yeah. And zero mm. of them are people you care about. None of yes. You would never recognize any of their names. And this is after having rigorously tested everyone thoroughly to make thoroughly. sure that there well, was no to be totally fair they say that there are some people who have tested positive who are notified of their positive tests but mm-hmm. are in the process of the uh, appeal uh, so there there haven't there haven't been any sort of movement on that which gas is, station dick pills gas station dick pills excuse uh, so, so none pills, of them were on the podium so none of the ones that they've already announced are on the podium at regionals mm. at regionals uh, correct yeah. maybe right. it's just the south but I mean, you only got tested if you if you made the podium. Correct. Yeah. And so what that tells you is that the people that did get tested were probably snitched on. Mm. Or or there actually was some sort of random selection. So I'm is, more likely to believe they were snitched on. What's the or actual method? What's the method there? You get tested if you're on the podium, but then who else gets tested? Are you tested if an accusation is brought against you? Or how? who else is tested at regionals? They're not uh, testing everybody. At regionals, they test games qualifiers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure it used to be on the teams. They would randomly pick one person from the team. That, that's still how it is. So there you mm. go. So they, they test a total of 15. Yeah, they yeah. have a total of 15 guaranteed tests. It's yeah, yeah. the five men, five women. So it's like a Russian roulette. Five strings. Yeah. Five yes. randoms off of the teams. And, so. uh, and then they have, they have other tests that happen randomly, mm-hmm. probably for like, um, 
people who are getting snitched on or people who are really obviously doing something that's that's mm. or, or just like out of the norm, you know? I could think of three people at the South <laughs> region on teams where I was like, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, uh, that's that's certainly that is certainly one of the what were the telltale signs? Chase? They had pecs on pecs, pecs on pecs. Mm. Some people have pecs on pecs. That's no, a real thing. Not naturally. Naturally, they were gifted. They were with they double were smiling pecs. and pointing. <laughs> I think the telltale sign is when the upper pecs take on an identity of their own, separate from the lower uh. pecs. That's how you can tell. So there was the best story is I think there was one team that that got disqualified out of Europe for some sort of like rule based shenanigans where like one of their team members applied for their affiliate earlier in the year and then got it in the middle of like the open. Uh And because you're not allowed to have two affiliate owners on the same team, they got disqualified, Mm. which is a really strange rule that they didn't make any sort of like changes to, to, to adjust. But the best, the single best. Mm-hmm. And this is I'm bringing this full circle, so SARMs are needed. The single best uh, uh, positive test that came out of uh, of this whole round was in the South region. There was a woman. I got. I don't know what her name was. Megan something maybe. Mm. And she got. Uh, she got. She got popped for like nine things. Ah. Mm. And, and I remember seeing Letro in there. It's she, an anti-estrogen. Yeah. So she uh. was like. And then she, on her her like official like statement or whatever, and she I think she was in like twenty eighth place. She would, didn't even do that well. Yeah. Her official statement was like, of those things, I purposefully was taking two of them. One of them was uh, was uh, prescribed by my doctor, and uh-huh. the other one was Anavar. <laughs> <laughs> well, then just and skip I think, to that part. She goes, and I think the other positive tests came from the Anavar that was probably tainted. I'm like, yeah. if you can't trust your Anavar dealer. Who can you trust? Who can you trust? What is going on in 21st century America that you can't even trust your own Anavar dealer? I know. Uh, That's like saying, I swear to God, I had no idea there was heroin in that cocaine you found on me. Exactly. That's exactly what it was. At this point, it doesn't matter because the rest of it was cocaine. That kind of makes me wonder if she'd even... Nine different things? It was like, yeah, it was a big fucking list. It was so So she's basically like the guy that just has all the equipment on at the gym just to be able to do like two (laughs) pull-ups. Exactly. Except instead of equipment, we're talking about drugs. Yeah, (laughs) lots of gear. But they also said that, um, that, like I said, there's people who had tested positive who were in the process of the appeals situation. And so I think within the next week or so, we'll probably hear about more athletes. Krennikov coming out. As like so tests. racist. What, it's just because he's Russian. What's racist about the Russian guy who was terrible at CrossFit last year, winning, uh-huh. winning his region this year, being a little suspect? Just a little suspect. All I'm saying is maybe you should have a slightly higher barrier mm-hmm. to proof mm-hmm. as yeah. opposed to That's the it. rest of the, the field. The Russians are pretty good at doping, though. Unlike the you know dumb Americans who are on nine substances. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. I think he was probably on short esters and uh, knew they'd only be tested at the uh, regionals there, mm-hmm. so they were all cleared by the time uh, competition came around. And, you know, are they really going to do a random test on him while he's in Russia in the Fuck time no. between now and the games? Exactly. They're he's not over doing random there. tests on anybody. Mm-hmm. Fucking riding around on tigers or whatever the hell they do over there. Tigers mm-hmm. are Russian, right? Yes. Cool. That is correct. <laughs> Chase, put this on your microphone. I don't want that. I'm put it on your microphone. I'm trying to give Chase a mic condom. Ch- a fu- Chase's a, a foamy mic condom. If you guys, if you guys feel Chase's uh, mic is blowing up, it's uh. because he doesn't have a monitor on, and he didn't have 
a foam ball on the top yes. of his so, uh, mm-hmm. a windscreen on his yes. on his mic. So there's a now, lot. Now his mic has a nice plump head. Correct. On the end of it, the nice, foam ball. Yeah. A little mushroomy top. So the foam balls are necessary so that all of the mold and bacteria can begin to fester in them as we continue to use these over the yes. years. Yes. You yeah, all I have am, HSV one now. I'm breathing rather harder than regularly for just resting state because I have low grade rhabdo. Yeah, Chase. <laughs> oh, if you guys, if you guys don't know, Chase is in really good shape. Nice. And uh, part of being in really good shape, for some really strange reason, is destroying yourself in the gym on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just doing basic CrossFit, just basic stuff. Like Mainsight.com <laughs> workouts. Problem is, you're just trying way too hard. Yeah. I also can do main sight wads and and not experience any of those things. You're fucking I just it go up, dude. slower. That's my strategy. That'll save. Chase's hands are pretty chewed up right now. You got the big chunks missing. Oh God. You know, Arm and I were kind of talking about that at the beginning. Good on you for chewing up the hands, but it's mm. like that was just a th- like a regular thing for like seven years. It was a point of pride. Yeah, just I would have holes in my hands all the time and it just I, I was and I accepted it and then I would go back to the gym and I'd smear chalk into them and go at it again. And yeah, I just haven't done that. Sharing a chalk block with torn hands amongst yep. a bunch of people. That's mm-hmm. love. It's a strange yeah. world we, we lived I, uh, in when CrossFit first started. Cult. Yeah, where you get you had to go get the, the 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 Windex bottle to get the blood off the bar. Yeah, that's fun. You know, did you ever do this? Uh-huh. Uh, we had this thing at my my gym at CrossFit LA mm-hmm. uh, when I first started CrossFitting. They would say you had to cauterize the to hand hair, <laughs> and so they had like a one of those big boxes of salt. And whenever your hand tore, thing. yeah, you would just hold your hands out and the coach would come over and put some salt that on is it and the, hold that it is, until that it dried dude, out. That no one. That is not true. true. No fuck you way. guys. That that, I did that shit. I'm that telling you. Why? And it worked. Chase, In are what your hands way torn did it right work? now? Let me see. No, my hands are fine. Fuck you. Let me see your hands. How <laughs> torn are they? <laughs> Look at them. Yeah. You what know the, what? what the sound on second like thought, I'm com- on second thought, I'm coming around to believing Armin. Chase, yeah. I think you're I your think we're going to have to salt Chase's hands. I, I need to look out for Chase here. I feel this is the beginning of a long con <laughs> to get Chase to smear salt in his wounds <laughs> uh, at some point in the next coming days uh, here. First of all, I take umbrage. Water hurts like a motherfucker. I take umbrage to you thinking that I'm trying to con Chase into doing something that I myself have never done, yes. which is not the case at all, because I have done that a fuck ton of times. And that's, I can that's actually what a put salt say. in your yes, wounds? I Why? literally salted my wounds. Why? Because I was young and dumb, and I thought yeah. it would help. I don't know what the fuck you want me to tell <laughs> Did you. Did you have internet? Did you like, look it up once? Listen, you don't understand the naivete with which I approached CrossFit it's when like, I first got it. I salted it. my hands. I let a few guys finger me. <laughs> 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 but they said it would make me better at CrossFit. You know, it did make me better at CrossFit. Yeah. yeah. I really learned how to tighten up down there, you know? <laughs> that is the one thing you can do for an anterior pelvic tilt. You put a <laughs> finger up your butt, that shit gets straight right quick. Um, uh. Yeah, so, Chase, your, your hands are torn, and you're not going to salt them, you little bitch, but why are you exercising with your hands torn? What are you doing? What's going on? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just doing main sight. <laughs> I'm, I'm like trying to get back into the swing are of things. Over, so you have after, months to prepare. After regionals, mm-hmm. what what has happened is mm-hmm. I took uh, about a month or mm-hmm. three weeks off from being in CrossFit. Yakarta. And so far, and that's as smart. A, as a sign of solidarity, I also took that month off with you. So, but I I was <laughs> working out, especially if you mm-hmm. follow my social media, you would have saw that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're working out I, a lot. I did do 
any any barbell work mm-hmm. uh, of any extent as far as like cycling, and I didn't do any like hanging from a bar, like mm. pull ups, chest bar, muscle ups, ring muscle ups. That just didn't happen. So my hands were like, oh, cool. We can go back to being like regular hands again. <laughs> so they got nice and soft. Uh-huh. So I go back and I do the bare minimum amount uh-huh. of chest to bar pull-ups. And they just ripped because I have very thin skin. Let me see them. I disagree. There is a more minimum number of chest to bar pull-ups. And, the other and that's hand? no chest to bar pull-ups. So Chase has, Chase has three tears yep. the size of quarters Ugh. across both hands. And the other... Uh, the other calluses at the base of his fingers, at the top of his palm, are are all on the verge of just turning into the fucking elevator from mm-hmm. The Shining, Ugh. just opening up and blood shooting out of it in <laughs> well, a horrifying. Mess. Here's here's but here's the thing is I just remember like doing pull ups and then would, the hands would start tear and then I but, but I was committed enough to the workout that I would finish. But now it's not so much that I just don't do that. But if my hand if I feel that little of like the skin separating even once i'm just like well i am done with that for the day and i don't i like it like the mindset the mindset uh not nothing it chases in it he is and i respect that and he's because he's actually competing which is something i could never do but for me now like my hand rips i'm like oh fuck i don't want i don't want that to be a thing and so i stop yeah that so point. that's that's funny you should, you should bring that up because in a strange way we actually can compare one to one exactly what that situation looks like Mm. chase and i within the past few days have Mm. done the exact same workout Mm -hmm. it's a 12 minute amrap yep of five deadlifts Mm -hmm. and three bar muscle ups Mm -hmm. as written on main site it was 315 Mm -hmm. and then the bar muscle ups you have a 10 pound ball between your legs gross which is Mm. terrible i scaled the fuck out of that workout to 275 and just normal ass janky pedestrian (laughs) bar muscle ups right Uh uh-huh and on my final round, with like a minute left or so, enough time to finish another round, I tore. I tore my palm. Mm-hmm. Very tiny little tear. This <laughs> little. It, I mean, I just. I felt exactly what you were describing. That like that burr of like exactly. When the skin, the separates, skin starts separating. It's like you're tearing a piece of paper. And it's about the size of a, of a quarter, and it's in the middle of my palm. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to live to fight another day. I'm going to not make this worse. Yep. There's smash all sort- cut. <laughs> Chase doing that workout today. Yeah. How'd that go, Chase? So I did that workout, RX, yeah. with the 10-pound medicine ball between my legs mm. and the 315 pounds on the deadlift because mm. I'm not a bitch. 315 yeah. is the bare minimum <laughs> for a deadlift. Goddamn right. Mm-hmm. You never want to put less than that on a I, bar. So in warm-ups, uh-huh. we're trying to do the medicine ball muscle-up, uh-huh. which is something I've never done. Uh-huh. And uh, in warm-ups, it continued to be that way. I still had <laughs> never done that. Did you just Continue. throw the medicine ball with your feet at a bunch of people? <laughs> Pretty much. So I started yeah. with it in my ankles. I was like, this isn't going to work. Uh-huh. And uh, I jumped down, and my coach is like, hey, think about doing it like this. Uh-huh. And I don't know what it was about that, but then I jumped up, and I did one. Nice. And I was like, okay, that felt like shit, but we'll see. Uh-huh. And I started the workout and proceeded to be able to do my sets of three muscle-ups unbroken with the medicine ball. No Dope. problem. But I got to maybe round six, uh-huh. and my hands did that. Uh-huh. But they did it on both hands at the same mm. time. And uh, I was like, I got to send it for the boys. <laughs> I, heard, I had Joe Scally in the back of my head going, send it. And I, I went for it, and I just kept going, and there was blood and just uh, a lot of pride about just being stupid. Yes. I, uh, <laughs> I know that feeling well. So, Armin, Armin, how many rounds did you get by scaling it? I got 12 rounds. 
Okay. And I got nine plus six rounds. Nine real rounds. Mm. Nine mm-hmm. men's mm-hmm. rounds. Totally fine. And yeah. I, I just don't get, man, the, the, the scaling of the deadlifts to 275. 315's really heavy for me. Okay. <laughs> anyway. I, that, that's, uh, unfortunately, I, I hate to break it to you, but that that's exactly what <laughs> <Yes>. it is. <laughs> my little my my little back is a little bit. Now, now do, uh, do I live to fight another day? I don't know. We'll yes. see. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Thursday will come. Pretty soon, I mean, there's a point though. There's a point where you get your 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 metabolic conditioning gets so high and your muscle strength gets so high that your hands don't rip anymore. They become super hands. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. No, yeah, no, it's never reached that point. Guys, I clearly I've not made it all the way through. I've not I've not worked it out and come through the other side of the looking glass. So yeah, that's you get, my problem. You get sponsored, yeah. and then your hands turn into iron. Yeah, you just have mm-hmm. iron hands. I had because that for a second. And I like I like how we're having this conversation in a world where grips exist. But who wants to use fucking grips? Nobody. I, that's right. Chase uses. I'm grips. not going to mention the grips? brand of the grips I use, but yeah. I will tear through any grip. Yeah. I challenge any mm. grip manufacturer to make one that I will not. You know tear what? Through. We're not going to mention the names of the brand the brand that you use, but we'll go ahead and say that Chase and I did a review on them, <laughs> and I'm on the record saying that. That they're unbreakable and work perfectly. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we'll just throw that out there, I which basically by means I'm yeah. a rare case. If you listen to this, I just want to, you know, you know what? If well, we'll go and whisper this to everyone that's listening. If you send us free shit, we're gonna say really nice things about it. That's true. So we anyway. have no integrity, <laughs> not even a little bit. This is a spineless organization. Please send us free stuff. And, I and started taking cocaine that got sent to us. Yes, and it it had it had heroin in it, but and but admitting that you didn't know that didn't save you. Um, but here's the thing, and also fans of the podcast, you, the listening audience, you know, the person who's hearing my words, uh, if you like products and you think that those products that we should uh, uh, show for those products here on the podcast, tag them in posts relating to scale is needed. Tag them in Armin's posts. Tag Armin in their posts. We need to get the word out here that we will sell anything. We will sell sex toys. We will sell weirder sex toys. <laughs> anything Well, anything's all. a sex toy if you're brave enough. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, so just get the word out, scale is nation, that we want money. Totino's Pizza Rolls. Yes. Oh, you <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just do the strategy where we shit on Totino's Pizza Rolls until they sponsor, they, until they pay us to stop. Eat Jerry's Meat Pockets. <laughs> you want to know the Ugh. secret to Chase's fitness? Oh, you can, you can fuck Red a Meat Pockets. Those are long enough. <laughs> just the just I, it's so hot <laughs> no it's so hot on the outside and it's frozen solid on the inside and then uh, and then it 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 looks like you like fucked a squirrel to death after yes. just like chunks of like cheese why are you talking this is so visual that you've on, the only way you know that is from experience no, i'm just imagining it was a hit and run <laughs> He didn't survive. <laughs> I'm just imagining just the fucking like savage, depressing crater that is left of like just the chunks of a hot pocket that's been fucked by some. I'm just picturing Cliff as as uh, as like as uh, this is the naked guy in American Wolf in London, just running through the forest and then finding a deer and fucking it to death, and then running a squir- off. squirrel, Kyle, squirrel. squirrel to death. There you, you go. know, um, I wonder sometimes why our audience is like. 97% men. Yeah. But uh, it, it might be conversations like that. <laughs> it might be it might be moments like that. But shout out to the female members of the Scaleless Nation. Our moms. Shout out you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Collectively. Speaking of female members of mm-hmm. the Scaleless Nation, mm-hmm. 
the SARMs as nation, maybe. Yes. I don't know what SARMs what, as nation. That might probably is an actor. Yes. yes. But uh, you know, last time we were talking, we put out a challenge. Yes. We launched the Fitbeth games. Yes. Hashtag Fitbeth. Brought to you by Zevia. The quest Hashtag to the find fittest the Beth. fittest Beth on Earth. And I don't know about you guys. But I got a lot of people sending me Beths. Really? Huh, I didn't know that many Beths. I got a lot of Beths. Now, Shout out all those Beths. It's very difficult to see which Beth is fittest mm-hmm. just based off of Instagram handles that are being thrown my way. But here are a handful of the fit Beths that are mm-hmm. that have been thrown my way. So uh, at Max Can, Max Cantor on Instagram sent uh-huh. me Beth. Stankovich, nice. Who is uh, in this video? That is an awesome name, <laughs> Stankovich. Yeah, yeah. Beth and, Stankovich and a really great album by Outkast. And middle name, Arlene. Beth, Beth Arlene Stankovich. That is Stankovich. that's that's like a name you'd make up for one of your screenplays. That's Beth? a great name. That's a name where you just kind of give is up it? on making it legit halfway Stank- through. Stankovich. Stankovich. Will shank a bitch. And oh, uh, Stankovich will work. shank a bitch. <laughs> Dude, this chick, <laughs> she does not fuck around. I mean, we're talking, she's doing like 500 meter repeats uh-huh. with like a 155 pace, which is faster than I would do them right now. Mm-hmm. She has grilled peaches on her Instagram. If that's not no, a Fitbeth, that's a Beth that knows how to oh, grill. Man. That's all that really matters here. And Fitbeth seems pretty funny. Look at her making a funny face. So here we go. Listen. Beth Stankovich, congratulations. You were one real, of the fit Real Beths. question, Bethany uh, Shadburn, do you have grilled peaches? I don't think so. You know, I, I certainly haven't seen them on your Instagram account, uh, Beth Shadburn. Another, another Beth that got, <laughs> got knee, sent knee to me <laughs> was, uh, dude, she wasn't born Bethany Branham. Listen. You guys are fucking that up. <laughs> doesn't completely. matter. I don't, no, I don't, one I just, is, no one is 100% sure. Which one name came first? All right, <laughs> no, no. Actually, it's really clear. <laughs> there's been a lot really of speculation clear. over the years. I don't know how much speculation there's been. Okay, and then Dan Maschek sent me uh, another fit Beth, uh, Beth Spearman, mm. another great name. Yes, and she's on the Devil's Tricycle here, doing Ugh, doing Beth a workout. Spearman will spear a man. Assault bikes, <laughs> yeah, handstand walks, dude. Twenty towel pull-ups nice. in this workout. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Very so fit Beth. She is a very, very fit Beth. Oh, and wife and mom of two. Nice. So she's a master's Beth. Where are your children, Bethany Shadburn? <laughs> <laughs> Have you produced life? I don't think so. So shout out to, to two of the fit Beths. I think uh, I think I got a couple more sent my way, but honestly, I, I lost them. If you're Just messaging me is probably the best way of doing yes. it because tagging me is not a good way of doing yes. it. Yeah. Send oh. the profiles to us. Beth yes. Spearman. Tag us. Beth Spearman mm-hmm. is a 2017 CrossFit Games athlete. Nice. Masters 35 to 39. Really? So she's oh. a legitly fit Beth. Six-time regional competitor. Wow. And a 2013 CrossFit Games athlete on the teams. Oh, oh shit. Wow. So Beth Spearman's not fucking around. No, she is a legitly fit Beth. Now, she would beat all of us in fitness. Currently, yes. we do know that the fittest Beth of them all is Beth Shadburn. Yes. Who we lovingly refer to as Bethany Branham, <clears throat> although she probably hates that. So we're gonna stick to Beth Shadburn. Yeah. And for uh, the moment. For the moment. And I'm actually gonna be hanging out with Beth Ani Shadburn next week. Yep. We need I want to get some live Beth reactions from Beth Shadburn. I need you to run Beth Shadburn through other fit Beths and really get her reaction. Little do you Maybe know, issue I'm some flying challenges. every other fit Beth in. <laughs> it's an ambush and an intervention. In fit Beth games. It's not a bad idea. An intervention about her last name. 
Yes. An ambush because they're going to attack her in fitness. Correct. Mm-hmm. Remember, though, the overall purpose of this uh, was is to sell Bethany on going by Beth. Correct. Yes. Because Beth Shadburn just sounds better, yes. given that last name, yes. than Bethany. Yes. Bethany Shadburn. Got to go Beth Shadburn. Way too many syllables. Yeah. Beth Shadburn. Yeah. So you're trying to sell her on the idea that here are a lot of fit Beths out there. You could be the fittest Beth if only you went by that name. Yeah, because currently That's she correct. has a lot of challengers to the title of fittest Bethany. So she's gonna she's gonna make the lateral move to Beth, rise to the top, like changing weight classes. That's in right. Wrestling. So mm-hmm. I'll uh, I'll I'll pose the question. I'll ask her if how she feels about being one of the fit Beths and if she's gonna start kind of uh, angling into the Beth game. Yep. You know, it's a tough move. I think I'm gonna bring Chase with me. Yep. To see if he'll fitness. I'm going to completely undermine that effort because I think the name Bethany is better. But that, as I didn't say it out loud. Yeah. I don't know. Beth Shadburn. Like, it really rolls off the tongue. I'm just saying, put it out there. Show her the other Beths. We'll see what happens. Maybe seeing these other fit Beths with their She'll grilled peaches. and leave it as, a, as Bethany. That's what I I'm saying. I don't know. I'm saying she might, so, she might feel inspired yeah, by the you, grilled peaches and guys, the children. Guys, we've got, we've got two really strong contenders. Yes. Uh, for Beerman. Hashtag fit Beth. And yes. we have... Uh, Spearman and Stankovich, yes. both of which are fantastic names. Yep, Spearman um, is terrifying. Can we find a Beth without an S last name? Hmm. Is that possible? Oh, that's interesting. Holy just, cow! It just rolls. Wait. It rolls really hmm. well. Shadburn, oh Stankovich God. are all Bethany's that do fitness have lap has have have last names. names they do S. all have last names. Are they all chemtrails? Is that what's oh, happening? Look into there. it. Look into it. Man. Look into it. I got my tinfoil hat on. Hey, um, what man? Speaking of... <laughs> if they were calm trails, they would have already dissipated a lot faster. Listen, you guys. I'm telling you. Conspiracy theories. Did That's where this whole were, podcast began. Did you say if they were cum trails? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, I just want to make sure yeah, I heard you, you say it. that. The government is yeah. pumping cum into the atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> it's impregnating <laughs> the sky. It's impregnating all the squirrels so we don't have to fuck them to death individually. <laughs> Intergalactic child. <laughs> they turned the frogs gay. <laughs> Intergalactic uh, child molesting li- lizards. Yes. <laughs> I, uh, being an, I probably told this on the pod before, but I have, I was once at a picnic table outside in the break area of Alamo Draft House with Alex Jones. And, uh, this is the best t- story ever. You yeah, never yeah. told this. Uh, so Alex Jones is a, was a, was kind of a, an amusing eccentric here in Austin for years before he became a dangerous eccentric <laughs> 10 years later. So he was in, you know, he would uh, have his like local, sh- like his show, I think, started maybe on Austin Public Access. And he would shout about the Bush administration and the Illuminati and all sorts of things. He was in the Richard Linklater film Waking Life, you know, and he just was this crazy conspiracy nut. And so he would come in to the Alamo Draft House, uh, where I was working as a waiter at the time, and do like live shows for all of his uh, for all it. of his people. And so apparently, in the live shows, incidentally, one manager had told me they would get all these weird calls when Alex Jones would do the live shows because um, there were all these people who wanted to buy tickets to go see him live, but they were so off the grid that they didn't have tr- credit cards or wouldn't use. So they were wondering, like, hey, can I come into the theater instead of buying online and like pay you with? I don't know silver or something. I don't know what they're doing. What but the hell? They had they had Liberty dollars in that day. That's so true. Maybe they had Liberty, Liberty dollars. dollars. So yeah. they were trying to pay. So so weird shit. Anyway, and so you would go into the theater, and I would be like bringing in like jalapeno poppers to like the weird gaggle of people in there. And I had no fucking idea who Alex Jones was. I just knew that they were doing. We would do live shows periodically, and I walk into the theater, and there's just like this angry man. 
screaming at the top of his lungs behind a podium about the Bush administration and whatever. I have no fucking idea. It was like red face screaming. Soros is ruining marijuana. Exactly. Every year I test the strain. <laughs> I am a fan of Roseanne. <laughs> Stuff like that. Um, anyway, uh, and so, but then between shows, I guess when they would, because they would play like some part of it was like him playing his films about him infiltrating um you know the uh teddy bear junction or whatever it was the thing he was trying to bohemian grove bohemian grove there we go um, <laughs> i don't know what either of those things are you play films about that so i would go out you would go out during the break periods like we would go out because i was a waiter and we'd go and people would have cigarettes and water and just sit at this little picnic table out back and then sitting at the picnic table with us was alex jones for a little while and it was such a such a, a stark contrast between like performance Alex Jones and then like the sad clown version of him that was sitting at the picnic table, just really tired, really like oh, I don't know, man. All right, take a drag of a cigarette. I guess I gotta go back in there or something. Okay, here we go, and just like trying to hoist himself back onto his feet to You've go got in there, this, Alex. You've got this. Oh man, Those freaking frogs are gay. He seemed he seemed legitimately <laughs> just know. tired and sad about having to go back out there and do the dance. Now this um, might be this might be a little bit of because I don't want to move away from. Uh, well, fuck it. So Michael Shannon is in a movie where he's a sad rodeo clown, and that's coming up soon. Oh well, yeah, shit, really? I saw like the, the thumbnail. I saw of that a trailer, trailer for it, trailer. Mm. and uh, it was very confusing. It seemed like one of those indie movies that like uh, nothing happens, but a lot of things happen. <laughs> Dope. Like, what was that indie movie with Robert Pattinson that came out recently? Oh, uh, yeah, the oh, um, Damsel. You're Damsel, yeah. About? Is that what it was called? Yep. Where he his the brother? Western? No, yeah. it wasn't the Western. Oh, it was, oh. It, he like he his face was oh, all fucked up, and uh, he was like his brother night or Good Night. Yeah, something, like, something that. like that. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I thought it was kind of strange. I thought it was a strange yeah. movie, but it was, it's a, it's looked like a movie like that where Michael Shannon is bringing his considerable acting chops to being a fucking sad rodeo clown. It's not yeah. quite a movie. Yeah. It's probably pretty good though. I would only say that because Michael Shannon the, as a rodeo clown? Oh, only because those weird indie movies where nothing happens and stuff, most of the even with big star, big-ish stars in them, a lot of them play at film festivals and don't get picked up and no one sees them. Some do, and those tend to be pretty good. So it's probably Fair those, tend I like Michael okay Shannon. those tend to be the okay ones. Though the measuring stick is very different for us because you're comparing the indie film that's pretty good to movies that were actually made by Hollywood, whereas often we are comparing the indie film that came out to the 19 other films that we saw at South by Southwest or Fantastic Fest that didn't get picked up, and those films are real bad. And when you when you see a kind of okay movie next to ones that are real bad, that movie seems great. It tends to shine. Yeah. yeah, you know, Michael Shannon to me is like, uh, he's like, Bad guy Vigo Mortensen, right? He's like, yeah. like how Vigo plays the good guy, mm-hmm. like maybe sometimes an ambiguous good guy, but yeah. a good guy nonetheless. Yeah. He's always in. You can always just fucking count him to be able to bring that intensity. Michael Shannon is like that, but with bad guys. Nice. I feel like he just yeah. fucking does that shit really he's, well. It's like a lumpier Vigo Mortensen. Yeah, except Vigo has that one. You know, we're first name basis, yes. obviously. Mm-hmm. Vigo Vigs. Big V. He is Vigo. He has uh, <laughs> uh, Eastern Promises where he is yes. certainly not a good guy. No, and, and his balls is, are all over the his place. His dick, his balls are everywhere. Yeah. And, uh, a lot of back sex. I flopping fucking around. love that movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's Man, a I'm really good movie. I have not seen that. You haven't well, seen it, if, you, 
the I'm difference good. that might be the Watch difference. Watch it with Linda. She'll love it. Because three people here know exactly <laughs> what Vigo Mortensen's wet nutsack looks like. And one of them doesn't. So I'm just saying, yeah. if you want to know what his wet nutsack looks like. You're the outsider see, here, bro. I can't think also, of a time where that's You now don't know. Me. You don't get this. LS. This move <laughs> that I'm doing right okay. now. Uh, for, for, for those listening, <laughs> Armin is taking two fingers, like a peace sign, and jabbing them into his own throat. Like Vigo Mortensen in Eastern Promises. Correct. No, of the Cronen, but wait a minute. So you have seen a David Cronenberg movie? That's a Cronenberg yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Cronenberg. What the yeah. fuck? That, that was part of I his like. That. that was part of his yeah. like Viggo Mortensen cycle, and, which and History of Violence as well. I haven't seen History of Violence, so I really want to see it. Is history of Violence is shit. Great. That's a lot. Yeah, that's really way wait, better. A History of Violence with Oscar Isaac. No, uh, that's the most violent year. Vi- I fucked that up. But History of Violence is the show. Eastern Promises is, is, is pretty good. It's okay. Uh, but History of Violence is the fucking shit. Wait, he did more Viggo Morrison movies too? Yeah, he did several. He did, he did a bunch of movies with Viggo. He did uh, History of Violence, then Eastern Promises, then the movie where uh, Viggo Mortensen played Sigmund Freud and Michael Fassbender played Carl Jung. And it was about the what? relationship what? between... It was the Man, relationship the between Freud and Jung. <laughs> that sounds like a great and movie. Kira Knightley plays just oh, a, an insane I, woman. I've seen that. What is that called? I can't... I'm looking it up. You guys keep talking. Yeah, I like I, for whatever reason, I, I miss that movie. I've still uh, been wanting to see it, but yes, it's some movie that's not named. That's the most not recent, obvious. the most recent Viggo Mortensen movie I watched, not recent as in like time recent. The the one in my life most recently that I've watched mm-hmm. is The Road, yes. and that was fucking great. Huh? I really liked him in that movie. I thought the movie itself was good. I just liked him a lot in that movie. You know, I've never seen really The Road or read The Road. Yeah. I haven't done it. It's good. It's it's bleak, dark, cor- like Cormac McCarthy, uh, post-apocalypse bullshit. It is called A Dangerous That's Method. Good. That is the movie okay. with uh, Interesting. where Vigo plays Sigmund Freud. And then after that, he made Maps uh, Maps to the Stars. Is that the one? He's made a few with with Arpats as well. He made mm-hmm. Cosmopolis with Arpats. Oh, cool. And then, and then that. Yeah. Uh, R. Pats, who was in that other movie we Correct. talked about earlier. I love me some Vigo, man. Yeah, Aragorn, he is great. All the if way. you want to see the best, my favorite Vigo might be History of Violence. You got to see History. That's of your Violence. favorite one. It's such a good movie. All right, I'll watch it. You got to watch it. That uh, I have nothing but time on my hands, right? Yeah. I'd be so, down to watch um, it. Yes. Last week, uh, we, a couple of us were traveling. Yes, a couple of you us were, were traveling. Yeah, yes. it's hard to believe. Chase remained here at this table the whole time, and yep. Chase. Thank you for that. So it turns out this office is where he sleeps. Yes. Yeah. He rolls ever out since, a mattress from under the table. Ever since we all, well, ever since the two of us lost <laughs> our jobs. The great awakening, as I call it. <clears throat> anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so <laughs> Kyle was in Los Angeles. Los Angeles. My hometown. Yes. And I. Watching, keeping an eye on Armin's family. Just kind of scoping them out. Following them through parking lots. Following sort of. Yes. And, uh. <laughs> And I was in Fallon, Nevada. Yes. Which, if you've never heard of... Is the Los Angeles of Nevada. Well, welcome to the club, because no one else has ever heard of it either. <laughs> there uh, are other cities in Nevada? It's hard to believe. This city is an hour outside of Reno. So just try and picture uh, where Reno is. You can't, because yes. it barely exists. <laughs> Fallon exists in the like nether between <laughs> Las Vegas and the rest of all realities cool right? so somewhere in the gray space between the hellscape that is las vegas uh-huh. and the rest of reality uh-huh. lies the rest of nevada yes. and in that is fallon nice where sean sweeney lives 
Oh. oh, was that a coincidence when you were planning on vacation to Fallon? To it Fallon? was. It was a huge coincidence. I walked into. I walked into the the it's black like, finally, lodge. Finally, I get to to walk the streets of Fallon, which I've been. I walked. I walked into the black lodge and then exited the black lodge into Fallon <laughs> and mm. thought to myself, "This this realm will do." Yes. And and then. Uh, and then you ran into Mr. Ran Tumnus, into <laughs> and Mr. Tumnus led you to the Ice Queen. Correct. I'm mixing a lot of things. Yeah, a whole here. lot of stuff in there. Uh, Turkish delight, <laughs> which I never knew what that was. By the way, it's like some weird gelatinous yeah. candy that's covered in like a See, dust. Here, here's a strange thing. I, I've experienced Turkish delight. Uh, I just didn't know that's what it was. And yeah. as an Armenian man, mm. growing up reading about how uh, the Ice Queen was using Turkish delight to. To turn, to I was like those boys. fucking Turks. Yes. That's all I could think. Of. I was like these fucking Turks. Is there tension between the Armenians the Turks? and Turks? Yes. You mean? Do you not know this? Is this? I don't know things about things. So I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, in okay, guys, brief history lesson before we get back to Sean Sweeney. Cool. Um, in World War One, yes, the Ottoman Empire, which became Turkey, yes. modern day Turkey, committed genocide. Oh, on they're the, the Armenians. ones who did it. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. Wait. I they, thought that was Hitler. That gen- we, was there another genocide? There are other genocides. There have been lots it's hard of to believe. There have been lots of genocides. And yeah, Hitler, uh, I know about the Rwanda the one. Hitler's like fourth. I know about the, the, the Nazi one. Yep. We, yes. And now you know about the Armenian genocide. Are you trying to say that Turkey tried to kill all the Armenians? I'm trying to say that Turkey tried to kill all this the Armenians. This doesn't Armenian. sound right. Yes. It's like yeah. payback for Thanksgiving, bitches. So, Seems pretty biased. So I need every to time you do a Turkish getup or eat a Turkish delight, you're actually delighting does it, in the oppression of the Armenian people. Does it, does it hurt every time bitch? you do a, Turk, a Turkish get-up? Are you like, these are just get-ups as mm-hmm. far as I'm concerned? See, I, uh, I'm, first of all, I'm bleeping out the word Turkish. The country that will not be named. We right. should just call them get-ups because the why the fuck should they get to claim that shit? Yes. That, that, right. that, that's not fair. Mm-hmm. Plus, that's not how that works. Can't just Probably fucking claim a movement. The only thing I know about the country of Turkey comes from it's how I know about most countries of the world comes from the Jean Claude Van Damme uh, written and directed movie The Quest, yeah. wherein you have a tournament well, of, of all the people of all the nations of the world, and the Turkish guy fights really dirty. He crushes another dude's balls, and that's like not at all. Sounds good. a that's lot not like a good the Turks. Turks. So yeah, that's that's I know that those Turks, those Turks, not nice people. Yep. Based Jeez, on that movie, bitches. that's what I know. Yeah. <clears throat> well, if I ever meet a Turkish person, I'm kicking him in the dick just for you. Yeah. Thanks, Chase. I I do not I do not support random acts of violence on if the Turks. If you see a Turkish person, please kick them in the dick. Then Don't take a picture and tag Armin Don't Hammer TV. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, I was in I was in Fallon, Nevada, hanging out with Sean uh-huh. Sweeney, who, by the way, fucking won the the 2018 South Regional. Sure Very did. fit human being, and Crossing I, I cowboy. hung with him. He is he is a fucking cowboy for real. I mm. watched him do like rodeo shit, like roping steer nice competitively dope Mm -hmm. and uh i don't know man my mind i was like what the fuck this guy's real like he's a real deal like that cowboy hat isn't just a branding thing like he grew up as a fucking cowboy on a ranch it was pretty gnarly he's a great dude very funny his coach jacob was there as well he's like curly in city slickers yes basically he's exactly like curly yes you were sort of like the you were the billy crystal and he was curly in City Slickers. Who is Daniel Stern? Was Daniel Stern there? I don't think so. Okay. There was, was so no lost. there was no analog for Daniel Stern there. Okay. Um yeah, so he's super fit and City Slickers 2. Search for Curly's gold. <laughs> Does he have gold? 
He is might. he a leprechaun? <laughs> what was know. Curly's twin brother's name? I forget. Other Curly. Yeah. I don't yeah. Straight. Uh, hey um, Yeah, so so Sean Sweeney is pretty fucking cool. I've got a lot of videos out of it, and dope. they're all on the YouTube channel. Cool. And there's more coming because, good God, I mean, we just filmed so much shit. You know what's really, <clears throat> what was the most upsetting part about mm. watching the clips and the videos that Armin's put together with Sweeney is that I realized that this man can't actually back squat, and he still leaps and realms <laughs> fitter than I'll Dude, possibly does, ever can, be. What does his back knee, squat mean? His knee and hip are so fucked up. Really? Like, mm. they've been fucked up for a year and a half, back-to-back injuries. Injuries huh. that he's trying to rehab, so he he cannot squat below parallel without feeling extreme pain. Uh, like and his, so how does he win regionals, then? Because he doesn't give a doesn't shit. Doesn't give a fuck. Really? Yeah. He's mm. just like, like, well, it has to be uh, done, so I'm going to do just, it. Just think about that 50s chipper that they had to do this year uh-huh. with the box step-ups. Every time he had to step up with that leg, he's getting in that position. Dude, that the last hates. workout of the of the uh, there was a, there were two workouts. There was a workout with fifty five squat cleans, and then there was a workout with thrusters. Yeah, and you gotta did, wonder if yeah. maybe you want to sit out a year and not do that. So he does like stuff to your he leg. does like uh, he does like squats to a box, not quite box squats, uh-huh. but he just does squats to a box. So it doesn't do he doesn't go below parallel. And he, I mean, he PR'd his clean. During twelve point one a eighteen point two a twelve point one a during eighteen point two a wake up. Mm. <laughs> um, so all the leg work that he's doing is working. He's just uh-huh. not doing back squats. Like he can, he everything. And when he snatches, he power snatches. When he cleans, he power cleans. He does yeah. he does not go below parallel. Crazy because it hurts his knee. Like yeah. it, it's it like it, that's super debilitating impressive. pain. Yeah, that's incredibly impressive. It's also. It also hurts my knee, but now I realize I have no excuse to not become the fittest man in this region because he's not going below parallel. So I guess I it's just really a question of if I if I want it hard enough, Armin. You don't. I don't want it hard enough. You definitely definitely don't. has nothing definitely. to do with genetic yeah, he, potential. He also, um, th- there's a lot of stuff about him that people don't know. The cowboy thing, the knee thing. Um, he was in the Navy, he was mm-hmm. uh, he went through buds. He went through Navy SEAL training. So he's like he's multiple village people. Yeah, he's like the all cowboy, yeah. the sailor. <laughs> he also is, has a little has a little has a little person. motorcycle vest. As he's, he's a Native American. It turns out he's one quarter Native American. His all, uncle has taught him all he knows about fitness there after a long peyote trip. Yeah. He is uh, all the, he's all the village people in one. And he's a construction worker. See? Correct. That's probably all of them, I think. Yeah. So uh he, he went through buds, he went through Hell Week. Mm-hmm. Um and uh so he's got he's got that going for him. I think a lot of people don't know that he's a really fucking good swimmer. Yeah. Um being in the Navy. Yeah. And uh yeah, he's He's a bad motherfucker, man. He's mm-hmm. really, really cool. And um, it was really fun getting to hang out with him and yeah. and uh, his girlfriend, Emily. And Most um, impressive thing coach. you saw him do while you were there. Dude, so um, I'll give you two stories. Yeah. One is is out on the video's already out, and the other one hasn't, hasn't come out yet. But basically... At Arm & Hammer TV on YouTube. Correct. Um, basically, he excels when he's in the lead when he's in the lead he he likes uh, as as his coach jacob says he's a show pony mm-hmm. so he likes being in the lead and so jacob designed a workout for him where he would not be in the lead he would be mm-hmm. there'd be a pack and he would be somewhere like third or fourth in the mm-hmm. pack and so the workout was 400 meter run 15 power cleans at 185 10 muscle ups 400 meter run 10 muscle ups 15 power cleans 400 meter run so it's kind of like this pyramid thing mm-hmm. 
and um, the guys he trains with are in really fucking good shape. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're in great shape, and they all did the same weight. They all did 185. They all did the same number of reps, except they put Sean in a weight vest, <laughs> and he still almost won. Uh. Like he he was only. 10 seconds behind the guy who finished first. Crazy. So adding <clears throat> another 20 pounds to a fucking Haas, like yeah. Sean Sweeney. Like he's already a big dude. He's already a big dude. Yeah. And then having him basically do running, like locomotion, muscle ups, and power cleans, all of which are made like exponentially more miserable through a weight vest. Mm-hmm. And he still was barely beaten by people who were like, <laughs> like legit who, fit. who were legit fit and they're specifically to push him. Yeah, yeah. Like these are all guys who, who can push him in these workouts. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was, that was very impressive. The second thing that I saw that was really impressive was there was this workout. They, I think every week he has two sessions where they go really long mm-hmm. One of them, they do one like long workout that like pushes an hour. Mm-hmm. It's, it'll be like an, a workout that's for time, but it's an hour long. Mm-hmm. Um, or like another set, another uh, day of the week, they'll do two like long, like 18 to 25 minute EMOMs or something, mm-hmm. which like really push his pace. Mm-hmm. And um, the one that I saw was the long workout. It was like, it was just fucking, it was like a bunch of shit. Um, but every. Uh, God, it was like every four minutes you had to row a 500. Mm-hmm. So it made it even longer. They just added a bunch of stuff to it. And the very last thing at the very end was a 300-pound sandbag carry for 300 feet or something mm-hmm. like that. And so he measured out a 50-foot increment, out, back, out, back, out, back, is 300 feet. And he had been telling me this uh, story about how the hardest thing he'd ever done was like a 300-pound bag carry or something like that for like literally until his body fell apart. Mm. And so um, he picked up this bag. He had like maybe 90 seconds before the next rowing interval was going to start. He picked up this bag, carried it across and back four times. So he made it 200 feet, dropped it, shook his hands out, picked the bag back up and then like finished the last hundred feet with like 10 seconds to spare. Uh And I, I, I watched him finish this workout, collapse on the floor. 15 seconds later, he's up on his feet. And I like just, I just followed him around. I I didn't know what he was going to do. I followed him around and he ended up like sort of just like walking around, like, like shaking his arms and legs out. And then un without me even saying anything, he just kind of turned to me and started like very clearly breaking down moments of that workout. Mm. Like he was so in he was like so dialed into the workout that even in like a 50 minute long or 45 minute long Metcon mm-hmm. with thousands of meters of rowing, hundreds of reps on a pull up bar, hundreds of reps on a box jump, hundreds of reps on double unders, like all of this different shit. He was like, okay, I knew that I had to get X, Y, and Z reps in this interval mm-hmm. before I could move on to this portion. So I pushed the pace on this thing. And I was like, how are you even remembering or uh-huh. thinking about all this <laughs> stuff? It was very very interesting because that's really one of his strengths is like this this like ability to like pace um really well mm-hmm. and so uh he he was like very very clear about knowing exactly where he could push exactly where he could relax and then why and how he broke up the sandbag walk at mm-hmm. the end he was like you know I'm I'm not 100% happy with having to put it down but I knew that that would be faster as opposed to like getting dragged down to like this really slow walking it was just really interesting that like most people would finish a workout and for 10 minutes afterwards are just kind of like 
like just a puddle Broken. of sweat mm-hmm. on the floor. Yeah. And he's like immediately breaking down where his performance was weak, where his mm-hmm. performance was strong, where the, the successes were, where the failures he were. He doesn't live in his own body. It's just a machine. It's just a machine. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's, he just—it's like he just finished a lap in a fucking car and just got out of the driver's seat. He's like, "Let me tell you what I just did." Yeah, dude, he's so—he's so deep in the flow state, man. That's—that's yeah. that's what it's got to that, be. That's like, that's what those Navy model, the, the SEAL guys are like good at. Mm. Like just, yeah, for yeah, him, for you, that was like forty-five minutes to an hour, but for him, that was probably like, you know, just a ten-minute thing. Uh, th- I thought point. it would go the other way. I thought <laughs> it was like for me, it was an hour. For him, it was three weeks. I mean, <laughs> so it could have been that too. But he, whatever it is, he's I, able to recall it. I think the yeah. key is that he's just really, really high all the time. Yeah. You know how time stretches out tremendously, <laughs> yes. and everything is broken down into chunks. That's why of time. he doesn't feel the pain of his knee. He's on massive doses of CBD I and didn't THC. Know, I didn't know this heroin was <laughs> was laced with marijuana. God yes, bless. I. Uh, because yeah, weed is legal in Nevada, so you never know. He could be he could you be never on a know. lot of CBD right now. You never know. Super dialed in. So uh, you were in L.A. Speaking of sure weed was. being legal, yes. Saw that go. Yeah, it went well. I saw. So I was texting Armin on I think uh, Thursday. I forget exactly what day, but I had arrived. I was by myself. I had given myself a few days to meet with a few different people, and then my girlfriend was following me out there the on the Friday. So I had a day to myself in L.A. So I got up. I ate a uh, delicious breakfast somewhere uh, at Millie's, which is my favorite spot to eat breakfast in Silver Lake. Have you been to Home? Uh, I I ate at Home. Yes, Home I, is it, fantastic. That was like right by where I was. Yeah, yeah. Home, Home's um, a good Home's a good uh, a good haunt of mine. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So I had, um, but I, so I had my breakfast, and I was like, "What am I going to do for the rest of this day? Am I going to do something fitness related?" I texted Arm, and he was telling me about some hikes and stuff. And then I went on the computer and I was like, let's see if there are any mo- movies playing. I know there's some cool movie theaters in L.A. So I look up and at the Arclight, uh, the dome, the Cinerama Dome uh, in Hollywood, they were playing at 3 in the afternoon, 2001 A Space Odyssey, uh, in <laughs> 2001 A Space Odyssey in 70 millimeter. And I was immediately, it was like 1 o'clock and it was starting at 3. And I was like, this is the best thing that's I, ever six happened. 6 to 12 I, so quickly. I am yes. high right now just, just thinking six, yes. about So about what I experience. did... <laughs> So here's the thing is the previous night I gotten in late the night before and immediately, you know, I, I did stop off um, at like the one like immediately Googled like what dispensaries are open at 10 at night, stopped at one. And got did you say what's up to my Armenian buddies who are running those dispensaries? Yes, probably stopped goddamn at? right. And I fist like, bumped him. I hey, showed him a picture of you and awful. they were like, here. How are you doing? And it's interesting. Uh, so I stopped by a place and I had gotten, so I had a taste the night before and I knew that because... For those of you who don't know, edibles are very inconsistently dosed, I guess is a good way of putting it. So sometimes they're very strong, sometimes they're not. So I'd had one of these gummies, and I realized that one was plenty to send you to the moon. So, so I took three. So, yeah, so I brought two with me to 2001. <laughs> Jesus so Christ. I one, and I thought, and I thought, this is a long movie. What happens if I'm coming down? Definitely don't want to do that. Don't want to do Especially that. Especially at near the end, when so it's that's the best why, part to so be really Exactly, high. exactly. Because for, for those of you who have not seen 2001, He's you should. now. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So I then decided after I took the first edible, I was just like, well, you know, God hates a coward. So I took took, took both at once. I took both at once and I was immediately like, I need, while I still have my senses about me, I went and I got a large tub of popcorn and a large Diet Coke, sat down there, 
started to take off. I was starting to take off before, uh, like, one. There were still monkeys on screen. Let me put it that way. It's one forty-five. The showing is at three. <laughs> Kyle is blitzed out of his mind, staring at the by the way screen. By the way, everyone, for those of you who are unfamiliar with with the Cinerama Dome, it has a huge beehive arcing dome ceiling. It is enormous. It is dark. The screen is gigantic. Everything's covered in these blue, gigantic blue velvet curtains that are gorgeous, but and with like blue accent lighting hitting them. So it's kind of a trippy place, even when you're not playing 2001: A Space Odyssey. So. I started to get real. So here's the other thing they did is they 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 were honoring the original presentation format of the film, and they had an intermission halfway through the movie. What? Wait a so, second. At what point in the movie do they put an intermission? They do, there's an intermission well, that happens when you see the DVD. Yeah. It's yeah. got an intermission. There's an intermission. There, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't but, remember uh, that. Oh, and here's the best part: is they also respecting the original format of the film. The film opens with, if you watch the DVD, two minutes of music over black. And on like the VHS and DVD releases, they'll just put overture at the beginning, which doesn't really apply. But they just want to let people know that their DVD isn't broken. But they kept the blue velvet curtains closed for that whole thing. So you're is sitting there in the dark with the blue velvet velvet curtains in front of you and like two solid minutes of just dissonant orchestral music playing and then right like when that music resolves the curtains part and then the movie begins like the actual like you know Kubrick, you motherfucker. so it was great but the problem is it was an intermission and i had eaten all of that popcorn <laughs> and all of my diet coke and i was uh i was just out of this world, like literally, I was a different person at that point who had just landed on Earth. I was the man who had fallen to Earth at that moment. So I was like, I need to get more snacks, obviously, during the intermission. So I walked. They had closed the blue velvet curtain over the door. Oh, no. That was too much for me. So I walked (laughs) up to the door. I walked up to the door. The lights have come up. People are just getting up and milling about. It's the intermission. I walk, I'm the first person over to the door. Oh, they closed a curtain over it. That's too much for me to process. So I turn around and just start walking back into the theater. And then I, uh, then I scope out the door and watch the, guy, the next guy look at me funny and then just pull the curtain out of the way and exit. And I'm like, oh, that's how you do it. All right. <laughs> All right, I figured it out. So I go and I'm outside and I creep my way down to the concession stand and I get in line. And then it's like there's maybe two people in front of me. It was not a very packed screening. Uh, in line for concessions and I'm rehearsing what I'm going to say over and over again in my mind for I think it was two hours that I was in line. I'm pretty sure I was in line for two hours. <laughs> and I'm rehearsing and it's like, I just want some Sour Patch Kids and some peanut M&M's. I'm sorry, it was peanut M&M's and Sour Patch Kids. Can I get some peanut M&M's and Sour Patch Kids? Some peanut M&M's and Sour Patch Kids. Pe- like, And so I finally make it up to the man. He stares at me with his fiery devil eyes. <laughs> I say... Can I get some peanut-nim-nim-nims? And it, that's how it comes out. Peanut-nim-nim-nims. And he looks at me funny, and I took a deep breath. Oh, shit, this is going wrong. Peanut-nim-nims and Sour Patch Kids. And he gives them to me, and I just hand him my credit card, and he gives them back to me. I go back in. The intermission's still going. I tear open the peanut-nims. I'm eating them. They're, the, they're fucking manna from heaven. They're the best. All right, already you guys know I'm a fan of the peanut-nim-nims. They're fantastic. They're incredible. But imagine being that high, sitting in that amazing seat in that blue space, ready to now watch the second half of, of 2001. I'm eating the peanut-nims. It's great. Then I realize I've made a strategic error. That is, when I opened the box of Sour Patch Kids, I realized... There's a crinkly plastic wrapper, a bag, 
that the Sour Patch Kids are inside of inside the box. I Correct. thought I was going to be peeling open a cardboard box and then enjoying some delicious Sour Patch Kids. Instead, over the most silent sequence in any movie ever, which is the whole Hal Dave uh, sequence, uh, which is has long periods of legitimate silence. I have this crinkly bag. And when you're that high, you are so sure that if you overcrinkle this bag, and like, so I begin to legitimately stress out about it. Like, I can't open the bag without making sense. I can't open the bag without making sounds. Wait, maybe I'll use my teeth. No, that's too conspicuous. All right, I'll put them back in my lap. All right, I'll use my hands again. No, I can't get it open. It's making too much noise. All right, I'll use my teeth. No, people are looking. I'll put it back down. There's no one else in the theater. There is, there is, there's a, it is like a 400 seat theater. There's maybe three other people in there. So it becomes a saga of me trying to get the Sour Patch Kids out of the thing one at a time. Like I managed to make a little tiny hole and I'm like, okay, if I can just get my middle finger in there, I can draw a Sour Patch Kid <laughs> up the side of the box while making no sounds. And then and then I, it drops and falls back in. It was it felt like it, the saga felt like it lasted about six hours. And pretty soon I had a system down for getting my finger inside the bag and getting them out while making no noises and eating them, and they were delicious. And then finally, it was such a saga that I remember I finished and I had the empty box, and I'm like, I don't know what to do with this box. And then I realized, and then it hit me the best thing that that I, this this just was this was this was it for me. I realized. There's an empty popcorn tub under your seat. You could take your trash and you could put it in the empty popcorn tub. And I was like, holy shit, I have cracked the code on this whole fucking thing. So I reached under. the. I reached under. It took about 15 minutes to get the popcorn bucket out from under my seat. And I had a legit moment of clarity just before I dropped the, 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 the wrapper into the bucket where I thought, oh my God, Kyle it's almost over and then you're going to be free. And then I dropped the wrapper into the pocket and I slid it under my seat and sat back and I was like, I can't believe I pulled that off. <laughs> no one is the wiser. I ate all of those Sour Patch Kids and I even disposed of the wrapper into that popcorn bucket. I'm a fucking genius and now I can just sit here and watch the rest of this movie. And looking back on that, I realized I was... Uh, I was really high the whole time. <laughs> Maybe a little too high Only, there, man. Uh, and uh, anyway, but as it turns out, then the Stargate sequence started, and uh, it is really good when you're high. It's it's good anyway. It's pretty long anyway, but when you're high, I, about halfway through it, I was like, this has to be a longer version than the version I'm used to. <laughs> this has clearly been going on for over an hour at this point. Yeah, you know, I, um, I have sworn off edibles in public yep. because... It is a terrifying experience <laughs> to have really to is. interact with human beings being just that nuked. Well, that's the problem is that I was worried what happens if I'm not high enough during the Stargate sequence. Instead, what became the concern is the Stargate sequence happened, then the He's Old sequence happened, then the movie ended, <laughs> and then I was just in the middle of Hollywood and really just fucking really, high. Really, really high. To be totally fair, is probably a fine place to be super stoned. But here's the thing I have only been down to the Cinerama Dome. I didn't even go into it once, but I was there once uh, during LAFF, <laughs> and I was there and couldn't get into a movie or something, so I walked down the street and went to a Starbucks, and somehow my weed-addled brain remembered the Starbucks. So, just completely baked out of my skull, I, I just had this idea, if I keep walking in this direction, I'm going to run into a Starbucks, and guess what? 
I did. You could, and then pr- I you could pick any direction. Any direction. It doesn't matter. But I was pretty sure that I psychically knew that that Starbucks was going to be now there. Now, it's really good that you remembered that because yeah. directly across the street yeah. from the Arclight, from yes. the Cinemadome, is a Burger King. Perfect. And I, mm. I know this because I have been to the Arclight many a time and really that Burger King, Burger King yeah. I, I was what I was afraid you were going to say is I forgot where that Starbucks was and so I spent six hours in Burger King <laughs> just awkwardly that would have been the better bet really that, honestly that I really if I had seen that Burger King I should have gone in but I instead I went I got an iced coffee which was a whole ordeal in itself and then I just sat in the Starbucks and waited to calm down enough so that I could manage to order a lift back to my Airbnb dude and it, you know what it was a great day I uh so I went to see the dark night very fucking high yeah and it was uh you know that was that was that was 10 years ago yeah that was a big deal that movie was was a big fucking deal yeah george soros hadn't fucked it all up (laughs) (laughs) frogs were having sex with uh with lady frogs with lady frogs you gotta measure measure the potency to see if he's tampering with it and so um i'd already seen the movie multiple times and i was like you know what fuck it like you know i we're going with a big group we're going again at midnight like uh, I'd already seen it the night before. I was mm-hmm. going to see it again. I mean, we went to this uh, this place. If you guys have ever been to L.A., um, it was it's called the Universal City Walk, mm-hmm. and we were seeing the movie in IMAX nice. at the Universal City Walk. And Universal City Walk is literally right outside of Universal Studios, yeah. and it is this huge outdoor like restaurants, shops, mm-hmm. movie theater, like music venue type giant yep. thing, right? And Huge. Dark Knight had legitimate IMAX. Oh, and yeah. Dark Knight had legitimate IMAX. So it yeah. was it was worth it was well worth us doing it. And back then, again, ten years ago, no reserved seating. Uh-huh. And so it's, you know, seven PM for a one AM showing uh-huh. and we are way fucking blitzed <laughs> in a place that looks like it's out of a movie. I mean, there's a mm-hmm. giant neon King Kong uh, on hanging off the side of one of the buildings. No thanks. So it's a huge. <laughs> it's very much already uh, an overload on your senses. Like the Las Vegas Strip. Like the I Las have Vegas been Strip. Baked last time, dude. So we're out there and we're sitting in line, and we were one of the first people in line. Mm-hmm. And so we sat down and we just waited. We just wanted to wait our, our few hours out, and we were there. Were six of us. I want to say we were all. So gone that we were communicating with one another instead of using words, mm-hmm. we were using the notes app <laughs> on Ooh, our I love iPhones. That app. Uh-huh. Back when, if you guys remember, it was the yellow college ruled notes uh-huh. app. Oh, yeah, where like, it had the and little the, written, yeah, 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 yeah the yeah. handwriting yeah. font. We, inst- we would type out our thoughts to one another and pass one phone back and <laughs> forth between the six of us and have entire conversations for hours this way uh-huh. until finally we decided we should get some snacks. It's yeah. about time. We should definitely get some snacks. At which the endeavor of mm-hmm. us, myself, and one of my best friends uh, leaving our home crew in order to go buy snacks for all of us <laughs> and maybe two and a half hours later finding ourselves standing in front of the concession not sure if we've been standing in line or in between lines this entire time <laughs> and it's like hey have you been standing in line <laughs> no have you been staying in line i don't know if i'm staying in line either and then uh-huh. at that moment you know you get the cold sweats and yeah. you know for a fact that everyone around you has been staring at you just awkwardly standing there. Yes, and by the way, I can attest to that. The when you are stoned in public, like when I go I've been to like Royal Blue Grocery and stuff like that, just that 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 
in that instinctual sense of security you have of just like of, of for lines forming of like yeah that person's there I I'm understand here queuing. this person's standing off to the side gone completely gone no. don't trust it that's the first thing that confusing. goes that's the first thing that goes you it just lines. don't understand any sort of any sort of lining yes. organization and so we finally ended up ordering our snacks and the way that this uh, this theater is built is the concession stands are downstairs you go upstairs and mm-hmm. on the upstairs there's a the, at the very top of the stairs directly in front of you is a partition mm-hmm. you can go to the left or the right but behind the partition is the IMAX theater mm-hmm. so either direction you go left or right you just go around the partition and the IMAX theater is right there. And this is one of the biggest fucking movies of all time. So there's mm-hmm. a huge line, huge group of people. And I knew that I, I with my friends, was at the very front of that line. Somewhere from the concession stand to the way back to my friends, oh, no. I got lost. <laughs> and by I got lost, I literally mean I found a couch on the way up the stairs and decided that i'm just gonna wait until they're done with the movie and i will uh, wait here because i've seen the movie already and i'm way too fucking high to be moving you around all right got now. lost on the way back i got into the lost theater. on the way back into the theater literally going up one set of <laughs> stairs and trying to go either left or right around yes. the partition it turns out also that couch oh, no. guy in a wheelchair it was <laughs> he, he so, was surprised yeah so i think i think it's reasonable to say that uh, you know, drugs are cool, I guess, but yeah. like, what the fuck is going on with edibles? Yes, it yeah. really is next <laughs> level. Yeah, I also had a fun getting lost experience a little more recently. Uh, don't I uh, can't really reveal what city I was in, but Austin, a ja- Texas. There's a jackass uh, triple feature. I was there, uh, and uh, <laughs> and uh, and at the <laughs> and at <Snitch>. the. Uh, <laughs> And at the uh, Alamo South Lamar, which could be in any city, I had uh, <laughs> my car. But first of all, it was a transcendently wonderful experience, especially since everything really hit once the Jackass 3 in 3D. The three and that was shit. one of my best experiences yeah. seeing a movie ever. I almost don't remember. I just remember feeling things. I don't remember seeing anything. Yes. But the ki- so good. The, uh, That's so good. But the problem was I'd parked in the parking garage. And not in the usual, you know, first floor row. Somewhere, somewhere in the middle part of the parking oh, garage. No. And I swear to God, I, I must have it. walked from the bottom to the top about three times. <laughs> <laughs> and a confused, yes. hairy, three hundred pound giant walking up the ramp and down mm. the ramp in and, a fucking and, parking and garage. And here was my ingenious idea for finally finding my uh. car. Uh, I started. Clicking on the clicker for for locking it, where you'd hear the beep, and I, you know, clicked on it and heard a beep distantly. Wasn't sure what floor it was on, but it echoing down. So I have things. to go up or down. Yes. I'll go. I'm you're going into the middle and clicking on it. I'm hearing it more above or more below. I don't know. I must investigate. You like look at the little fob in your hand, and it, it like the buttons start morphing instead of it being like lock unlock. You just look and you see the red panic button. You're like, this is it. This is what this is here for. I now know why this panic button's here. This must call the cops. You just press the panic button. Nothing happens. Fuck! The cops show up. It's like, what? what what's going on? It's like, I pressed the panic button and then I threw it at a ghost. <laughs> it's like, sir, that is a man in a wheelchair. 
Some high guy sat on me like I was a sofa last week. <laughs> it's like, listen, let me explain. I was clicking the thing, and then I was hearing the sound. Here, click, boo-boo. You're making that sound with your mouth, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, so I think I think the lessons uh, we have learned today are good. is maybe be go easy on edibles if you're going out in public. Yes. And don't commit random acts of violence on the yep. Turks. Yes. And <clears throat> do... Watch Become, 2001 a Space Odyssey. Yeah, do mm-hmm. get really high and watch 2001 a Space Odyssey. I think that's those are the that's the that's the the yeah. series of lessons from Hot today's take on 2001 a Space Odyssey. Pretty good when when you're high, as it turns out. Um, all right, your uh, your social medias, guys. Uh, I am at Mr. Kyle Bogart on the most central Instagram account on the internet. I am at Cliff Bogart on an Instagram account that's now all about food. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I've been wait, posting you, a lot of you, food posts. Very cool. Oh, mm-hmm. Damn, I've been missing out. Yeah, uh, I'm at Chase504 on Instagram and Twitter as well. And uh, yeah, hit me up with anything that you want us to talk about. Or if you have more Beth stuff, yes. please. That's right. Keep and sending we need us names. Beth. And we need names for the episodes. Yes. S-A-N. We have, we have a lot of them. I've been receiving messages. Thank you so much to everybody for sending all those messages. Please continue sending them. I'm not keeping track of them in any way. But we do go through all of them before we start recording every we week. Spend we spend at least we, two minutes right before the podcast. I will 100% upvote Sarms as needed <laughs> <laughs> yes. every time it's recommended. Correct. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, you can find me at Arm and Hammer TV. Remember, yes, this is, this, this is this is it. the second to last one. Or second the, to last. This is the second to last episode of of San that you will find on the old Scale as Needed feed. From here on out. You have to subscribe to Arm & Hammer TV. Mm-hmm. It's available everywhere. iTunes, Google Play, uh, maybe Spotify coming up Zune. soon. Zune. If you use yes. a Zune still. If you use yes. a Zune still, you it's it. it's on there. I am Don't manually fuck around. Do it adding now. it. Yeah, please. Do it just, right now. just do it right now. Get onto your podcast app and just, just hit that subscribe button. It's going to help it things my, a lot easier. I watched it on my Motorola Razor. <laughs> Even better. Uh, so thank you so much, everybody, Razor. for... Uh, for, for paying attention and and laughing along and we're going to catch you guys next week with more SARMs are needed. Boo! Yay! Uh, You're making that sound with your mouth. You're making that sound with your mouth. (laughs)